Welcome back to Lupin Point, where we try to understand what makes people good at what they do. In this week's episode, we talked about the role of social media in each of our lives. The negatives are pretty apparent, but what about the benefits? We talk about how to maximize these benefits while navigating pitfalls, some alternative perspectives on time and space, and TJ's technique to cutting the cord. I'm Zach. And I'm TJ. And this is Lupin Point. So we're live, man. Welcome, uh, welcome to the new digs. Yeah, this is great. I love it. I'm looking at the beautiful view of the Las Vegas Strip skyline. Oh, the mountains, the freeway, <laughs> the glorious sounds, the glorious sounds of the freeway. Of people going home. I like to maybe uh, not to uh, go too far, but I like to make little stories where I just imagine they're all like getting dinner for their family oh. or like. They're all providing. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so, so awesome. And everyone's just like, look at all those citizens of this. I would have made like a much darker kind of story. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they're all running from the apocalypse or something. <laughs> there's no running. So yeah. last week we got together and we were doing some just normal podcast business. And yep. we, we both were talking about social media. Yeah. And we were both just like talking, going back and forth. Yeah. We were like, this should be an episode. Yeah. But we pushed it a week, so now there's we're a here. lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's so much to unpack about, like, what even is social media? What are we calling it? What benefits uh, do we, you know, do come with it, if any? Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it'd just be interesting to kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. Let's do that. You brought up something that I didn't think about last time we talked, which yeah. is like defining social media. Yes. Like, what is that? You want to take a crack at that first? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay. Because I think, starting from a more broad overview of what everyone's parents called screen time yep. for us growing up, and so it's like, okay, I'm looking at my phone. What yep. am I cording off to be social media? I would say, not to put too much of a tautology here, but any social app, like a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, are like pure social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, Snapchat, I'd throw in there. Okay. TikTok, I'd throw in there. Okay. Um, But then you get into like Reddit, YouTube, Mm. and it kind of gets more net- Blurry. I'm sorry. It's blurry, right? Absolutely. Especially in the case of YouTube where- YouTube feels more akin to traditional media, mm-hmm. partially because in social media there's an element of interactivity, right? Yes. Like, you know on Twitter that I can, like, mention Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. though she might not respond to me, like, there's a possibility she'll see it, right? Mm-hmm. On YouTube, it, it feels like the barrier that exists in, like, TV or traditional media kind of exists, right? Yeah, it's more like... If I had to put, like, interactivity, you know, if that's my y-axis here, you have things mm. that are very interactive, like an Instagram, a Facebook, you know, Twitter's maybe middle of the road, mm-hmm. and then you have a pure content consumption like a YouTube or a TikTok to it. Yeah, I see why now you put Snap lower on that, you know, mm-hmm. axis or whatever, Yeah, because it feels a lot more like... I don't have Snapchat anymore, but it feels more like DJ Khaled was kind yes. of providing us content mm-hmm. rather than asking us to interact with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's whole teens who just, they just message through Snapchat. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I uh, have now, I think, passed the hit, the uh, cliff of coolness. Mm-hmm. I've now fallen off. Yeah. And, I, you know, I text and I call. 
And, uh, yeah, like an adult, you know, like that's just, <laughs> I think there's probably some irony, um, and we could get back to the regular like topic, but there's some irony in the fact that we are talking about social media because as of right now, at least I don't have an Instagram, don't have a Facebook, don't have a Snapchat. Um, I haven't had a lot of those things in, in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what, I don't have a TikTok. Like yeah. I don't have any other than LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't have any social media, but I do a lot of thinking about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. Are you still active on Snap or? No. So Facebook is basically gone by the wayside. Yeah. Um, I truly enjoy Twitter. Okay. Significantly. Oh, I, I do have a Twitter. Okay, I should. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you're not. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, Twitter's my go-to of like I have honed down yeah. to like a fine razor edge of people whose content I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But that I think I've dabbled back and forth with the usefulness of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we could go on where, like, you know, we were, last week, Wall Street Journal articles was something yeah. big for you. Yeah. Um, we both kind of dabble in stocks to a degree, and yeah. that can get, you know, screen... That's certainly screen time oh, dangerous, yeah. but it's not a social media thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's rabbit holes to go down everywhere. Mm-hmm. So would you say social media has to be... I, I think I agree with this, but, like, does social media have to be something kind of on a screen, something digital... Or is there social media that is, that's like real? Because, you know, and then you get into the more like interactive, like the Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, I say this is a very social experience. Yeah. But yeah, I would say it's pure digital. I'd agree. And, you know, I'm not ready to kind of (laughs) prognosticate on the AR integrated experiences, right? Yeah, yeah. And, And those are like more... You know, kind of still, still kind of out there. Mm-hmm. They're not really mainstream, totally. Absolutely. Other than Pokemon Go. Yeah, and it's uh, very niche specific, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I know we have a bunch of we each have a bunch of thoughts on social media, and mm-hmm. I bet they're they're probably negatively biased. And I don't yes. just kind of want to jump into those just mm-hmm. yet. Um, but maybe as like a lead in, why did Facebook go to the wayside for you? And, like, why aren't you on Snap and those things anymore? And then maybe I can talk about my experience. Yeah. I'd say Snap's probably the easiest in that the degree... Well, as as I do, I'll take a step back and say, you know, I've been dating my girlfriend now for about two years. Yeah. And say, rapidly encroaching on that. Okay. And social media is very much a single man's game. 100%. (laughs) Hundred percent. <laughs> I agree with that. You know, very much sliding into DMs. Yeah. And uh, you know, fa- very much kind of the avenues of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I've been on dates where people yeah. are like, "Oh, if you don't have an Instagram, I think you don't exist." I, I was literally going to say that. I've I've been shocked when you know in, in the moments that I've been single, like if you speak to, you know, a member of the opposite sex, whatever mm-hmm. you're interested in, and you don't have any social media. They think something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. They like, and that's not even an exaggeration. They're like, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Are you real? Mm-hmm. And I've just been shocked and like so taken aback every time it's happened that the fact that you need to justify my reality yes. with something on the internet is so like completely absurd. Absolutely. But it's so common. You know? Yeah. My uh, girlfriend tells a story about how on our first date, I was like, do you have any questions? I was like, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Just like open it up. She's like, hey, I do. I stalked your Facebook and realized we have a mutual friend. And it's this gal from Boston. I was like, oh, so someone from Boston, right? She's like, no, 
it's this dude, um, doesn't matter, but how do you know this guy? Yeah. And I was like, oh, weird. I was actually on a canoe. He was a fellow canoe expedition leader when we went canoeing. He was born and raised in Florida, and he knew my girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that was a real sign of character because he's a good guy, and you being friends with him is like a value to your character. Okay. And I was like, well, that's, you know, an unexpected benefit. That could have cut the other way, though, right? A hundred percent. It really could have cut the other way. Oh, hey, you know, your friends, Facebook friends, and that forms the perception. Yeah, especially with the way I think people regard their Facebook friends is, like, no one's being really discerning Mm -hmm. as far as, like, do I accept or decline this friend request? So you're just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll be friends. The more married, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which is interesting, because, like, then you could just be friends with a bunch of people you don't. Mm-hmm. You're not really friends with her, right? Oh yeah, how many? Which like, is how that happens. Like high school acquaintances, where you're like, I'm vaguely interested to see yeah. the main points of your life, mm. but I also care to never talk to you, right? You're, exactly. You don't register on my to talk to list. Exactly. And so Snapchat faded away because all of my interesting friends left, mm. and Snapchat is a very, at least how I view it, is a very flirtatious mm. social media. Okay. Right. Okay. With the disappearing messages, I think it's. Partly unwarranted. Maybe yeah. I'm being a little too biased, but yeah. I was like, kind of, no one I knew was using it, and yeah. the, you know, kind of need for it flew away. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Facebook almost had the opposite problem, where, like, still no one I enjoyed was using it, but, uh, you know, no one I knew was using it, and then it served no other purpose. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. yes, I can collect my life about it, but there's always kind of been this thread of data privacy that... Yeah. I think about yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I want you yeah. know Papa Zuckerberg to be, hundred percent, you know, you know, hearing about how good the food was last night. Yeah, Papa Zuckerberg's probably listening. Regardless, yeah. but that, yeah. that's fine. We, <laughs> we appreciate having you, Mark Zuckerberg, as a listener. Uh, I think there's a lot in your answer. Like purpose was one of them. Thinking about about the kind of content you're consuming and who you're following, who you're interacting mm-hmm. with. Like, uh, I, I think that's at, like the core for me also mm-hmm. of why I, I got rid of my Facebook a long time ago. And it's essentially the same thing with Instagram and Snapchat, why I, I had those at one point that I, I don't again. Um, Snapchat, I just found myself reading like the Daily Mail. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> exactly. it was like guess who got a crazy boob job? And I was like... <laughs> You know, I don't really care, but I kind of want to know now. And Is then, this the value add to my exactly. life? Exactly. It wasn't like a flirtatious thing. It was just like, man, I'm just really reading a hell of a lot of Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, at some point, I just didn't really like that about, you yeah. know, like how I was spending my time. That's so funny. Um, and and Facebook, uh, look, I think it's a similar thing. And, and Instagram kind of in the same bucket of like, there's all these people that... I wish the best for everybody, but I really don't care about yes. what you're doing. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I have no reason to, like, see or care. Like, I'm never going to pick up the phone and call you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to do that, then I don't really need to know what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yes. I really want the best for you, though. But yeah, I, why you're spend doing... my time consuming the content? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's so, that's so interesting to be able to say, like, why am I caring a lot? You know, in the I think the pre-times, the pre-internet... You know, certain relationships would just fade away, yeah. right? But now there's almost this detritus of, you know, oh, That's we a had. Good word. I haven't heard that word. Thank you. Yeah, That's no. I've been pulling out the zingers. Okay, z- zing them. Um, but it's like, you know, yeah, we had geometry together. 
Or, you know, hey, we had some good times in 12th grade. And it's like, yeah, but time goes by, right? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. 10, 12 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, you know? No, that, that's so right. And, and it, it enters, we can take this conversation a whole different direction about, like, how relationships have evolved, like interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. in this day and age, when you can still maintain very close contact with someone every single day who lives on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. other side of the country, versus, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was really difficult. Even less than that. Like, yeah. you know, 20 years ago, if you had to, like, make a long-distance call, it was just harder than it is today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They had a... You know, think where a long-distance relationship meant you just wouldn't talk to the person. Yeah, it would not be possible, or you just literally wouldn't talk. Yeah, maybe you had letters, or but now yeah. it's like, I could FaceTime you twice a day. Exactly. And that's definitely a change. You yeah. Know? I feel like it's a whole different bucket, yes. you know what I mean, that we can come back to, but that's definitely important. It's like, how much is the right amount to be interacting with people? Yeah, and, you know, so there's this number that's called Dunbar's number. So the scientists studied the size of the brain in various animals. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so chimps, you know, their average size might be 30, and they have a brain that's this size. Mm-hmm. And dolphins, you know, they have schools that are, you know, X size, and they have a brain that's, you know, bigger than, you know, so yeah. you can map it out. And he found that the number for humans is about 250. 250 in terms of? Like, people you can keep track of in uh, your head. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and I think about that a lot, where it's like, who, you know, who am I blocking new by keeping up with this person who I really shouldn't be, you know, the only thing we had in common was high school. Yeah. Or conversely, hey, who do I need to, you know, let go of, right, in order to free that up? That's an interesting way to think about it. And Mm -hmm. I think this ties back to something that we talked about when we talked about habits, actually, which is just like building relationships with intention, right? If you have an idea that you only have mental capacity for 200, 250, 300 relationships Mm -hmm. with varying levels of depth, like you probably only have capacity for like, you know, really close kind of, you know, emotionally intimate relationships with maybe like, I don't know, 10 people, 15 people. Mm -hmm. And like, it's probably a sliding scale for everyone below that. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, you should do some thinking about, who you want to keep in that population of 250 people, mm-hmm. you should probably be intentional about it, right? And with social media, if I have a thousand followers and following a thousand people on seven different apps, then like, am I really being intentional with how I'm like allocating that space? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great way to yeah. just say it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, um, maybe going back to like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram mm-hmm. and all that stuff, um, a part of it too was I, I found myself like going to the bathroom and taking my phone to read the Daily Mail, yeah, or to go to the Explore page or yeah. whatever. And like the mental commentary, and I think everyone has a varying version of this mental commentary. Is like, look, I'm not doing anything anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here. Like, let me just like scroll Instagram, like yeah. see what's up, get that dopamine hit. Exactly. And, and I feel like people don't even take it that layer of depth. But yeah, like subconsciously, like oh, I get that dopamine hit, or I'm just like filling up space. Mm-hmm. And you, you give it no thought. Um, and I, I think over time what happened to me was I, I was realizing that I was completely filled up. And I had no space in my life. Yes. Like when I was in New York at one point, I would 
you know, wake up, eat breakfast, like, I'm rushing to the subway, I'm listening to the news on the subway, writing emails, running emails, I'm still in the mm-hmm. toilet, Instagram, blah, blah, bing, 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 you yep. know what I mean? And, like, never stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, I wanted that space back in my life, yes. right? And, like, even if it's going to the, you know, bathroom or, like, sitting on my balcony and, like, not doing anything. Yeah. Like, that's purposeful because it's, like, the space, mm-hmm. you know, that I've allowed for that. Yeah. I think we we talked before about how, you know, the best thing to have is thoughts and, like, have the space to create those thoughts in order to shape mm-hmm. kind of your theses, for lack of a better yeah. term, about the future and what's going to happen. Yeah. And you had so much static, from what it sounds like, so much nonsense of, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn and the whole nine yards, you didn't have time to really kind of muddle through your opinions on these various topics. Yeah, 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 or anything really. I mean, just <laughs> even like, I think there's that for like reflecting and and developing a thesis about whatever it is that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And there's also just rest. Yes. Um, I feel like people don't have really purposeful, or at least I didn't, I have like purposeful rest because I would be like laying in my in my bed and I'm still guilty of this, right? Like laying in my bed and I'm like, oh, I'm on Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Is that like really purposeful rest? I don't, like, I don't think so. Like I think I needed to find the actual space for nothing to exist or like close to nothing. Yeah. So you could rest, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We were, before we started recording, we were talking about to kind of this thought of a very purposeful rest. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up that we could so how far we moved away from like our hobbies with our hands. Mm. And so how like cooking for you has really become a huge thing of like a meditative, let me watch something physical get created and let me, you know, and people enjoy it and that's fun, yeah. but very much it's so different from, I think your day to day. Hundred percent. And there's value in using different, you know, not sides of your brain, but just different, yeah. you know, spheres or hemispheres yeah. or however that works. I think that's a good way to think about rest too. Like, if you think about everyone's day to day, especially post pandemic and during pandemic, is like virtual digital engagement, mm-hmm. virtual like digital social or data engagement mm-hmm. in some form or fashion, right? Yeah. Um, and if your outlet or if your rest is the exact same thing, like digital social engagement on Facebook, like is it really rest? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's like causing her inner turmoil or you're like, you know what I mean? Like you're not resting, right? You're like, oh yes, I'm rewarding myself for doing good work on the medium screen by watching the big screen (laughs) and messing with my tiny screen. (laughs) That's that's exactly it, right? And I think the solution is like, I feel like we're probably like over-intellectualizing this whole thing, but just like take some time away from the screen and like, jog another part of your brain Mm -hmm. so that that one has rest and come back to it. Yeah, I love that. I think it makes all the sense to have that hobby or, you know, it's like knitting for some people. But I found, you know, so I'd go play. (laughs) This isn't great, but I'd say, okay, I'm going to go relax, right? Boom. Going to go fire up a video game. Yeah. Right now it's going to be me for a half hour and it's, I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. But then I'd turn on a podcast and then I'd pull out my Kindle and then I'd be like on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I, I'm doing, what am I doing here, right? <laughs> yeah. what, what's the point? And, 100%. And I was like, I just need to shut it out, right? Yeah. Shut everything out and say, like, this is going to be a half hour of focused, yeah. you know, unconscious, no need to respond to emails, yeah. video game time. I, I 100% agree with that. And and I think the, the nut in that, too, is like, 
you kind of need to be doing one thing, mm-hmm. you know, or, or there is a lot of value to doing one thing at a time. And yeah. I think nowadays, maybe it's not even a nowadays thing, but it seems like people are so um, kind of value uh, multitasking or at least the perception that you're multitasking. Mm-hmm. And when I, if I'm like in the bathroom and on my phone, then I'm like, oh, I'm multitasking. Mm-hmm. But like you're just not. You're doing two things. <laughs> crappy yeah <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing right? yeah just like focus on one thing at a time like mm-hmm. that'll serve you better yeah and so i think <laughs> i think that was that was a good kind of thesis uh, that, that was i'm using that word too much but that was a very good broad i think generalization of different types of social media and yeah. screen time and i wonder now if it would make sense for us to kind of dive into Either like the the pros and the cons because yeah. there are some pros, right? Yeah, and I think it's true. important to acknowledge that for maybe each and we don't have to do each. You know, yeah. what is the pro of Instagram? But like yeah. each genre of yeah. you know messaging apps, you know community apps, yeah, um, other time we right yeah. kind of the cons- content consumption devices, yeah, stuff yeah. of that yeah. nature, yeah. But that you think that'd be interesting? No, I think so. Cool. Oh, I can take a stab at. I mean, I, I'm just gonna do things freeform, but I can I can take a first stab at. Yeah. It. At least from my perspective, like thinking about the positives, um, and if I had a bucket thing, you know, I I almost think for for this purpose that Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Snapchat can kind of be in the same bucket. TikTok too. Um, there are things that happen, like cult- culturally important things that happen on the internet. Yes, um, there is a digital like internet native culture. Especially like especially for humor, mm-hmm. um, and when you're off platform, yeah, you just don't engage in that, yes. and you're totally removed from that. And I found personally um, that that is like inhibited me in certain situations where everyone understood some element of internet culture, and mm-hmm. like I just didn't have the context because I didn't see the meme because I have no medium for it. Yes, and then I was out of the you know conversation in real life. Yes, because I didn't participate on the internet. No, that's super interesting. Yeah. And I joke that, uh, you know, very much the surprise of meme culture is now some people's love language. Yeah. And they send some memes. 100%. And it is, uh, you know, a great form of communication. It's a funny bit, but some people just don't get it. Yeah. And it's like, no, it is very much a internet joke. Yeah. You know, and you got to have the whole... Context. Background. Yeah, the whole context. There's like historical context to yeah. memes, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, what about you? If you had to take a positive nugget from things like that, I'd say it really gives people, uh, like I, I'm going to use a phrase, I'm going to borrow a phrase, but a no code way to form a community. Mm-hmm. And so I think about, and especially less technical folk, about how many businesses, how many just communities grow up on Facebook and Insta, you know, Instagram, yeah. maybe to a degree, but I think. It gives, you know, for Facebook in particular, it gives people a way to form that community. Are you talking about, like, three-legged Dalmatian owners now have a place to go to coalesce and talk about owning a three-legged Dalmatian? I think so, you know, absolutely. Like, they have, I think about my mom, who's a part of running groups on Facebook. Mm. And it's, you know, women who run 10Ks. And they'll just post, hey, I'm going, you know, doing this run tomorrow. Who wants to join? And she would miss out, very much similar to the humor example, miss out on these potential opportunities because if she wasn't on Facebook. And it's this whole community, this whole watering hole 
present on Facebook.com. It's probably harder to build those relationships in real life, right? If you wanted to go out and like build a group of friends that mm-hmm. were women running 10Ks in the greater Las Vegas area, absolutely, that would take much more time yeah. than clicking like friend or whatever on Facebook. Yeah, let me post this group. You know, let me exactly. make this group and make a couple posts about it. Yeah, and then I think too there is some value in being able to met. Like I found that different slices of people's lives are on different platforms. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who like deeply loves people and loves interacting with people, mm-hmm. it's been so fun to have like Instagram and be like, Oh, we connected over this meme, mm-hmm. but I would never text you. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not the relationship yeah. we have. It like lowers the barrier to connection. Yes. With people. That's really interesting. I think with Instagram, there are whole, I, I do like seeing people's lives unfold mm. with, you know, oh, you know, this person got engaged. Yeah. That's fun. I love that content, yeah. right? Okay. And then you scroll past and yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, double tap, scroll. Yeah. And there, that is fun. I yeah. do enjoy that. Okay. And then the people who I talk to were like, oh, this high school person, none of us have talked to 10 years ago, or since 10 years ago, has got engaged. Got engaged, yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, that's a, that's fun. Good fun for tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to, something I want to come back to just to like, Put on the put on the table for this conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I want us to when we wrap this up, kind of think of a way to disaggregate the good from the bad because there's clearly like real like authentic good stuff here. Yes, um, and then there's bad stuff which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. But, but I want us to think if there's a way to tear the two apart. Yeah, I I think that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I interrupted your train of thought. Again, Snapchat has kind of devolved into a. It feels like teen or preteen yeah. platform, and so that's less of a concern for me. Yeah. Um, Do you still have it? No. Okay. No, it's, it's been gone, dust in the wind. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think those are the biggies. I so I think that's pretty good for group one. I'd say it's communities. Yeah. Um, like you said, and giving opportunities to connect yeah. with different people. Yeah. And um, you're positive. That's escaping me. Uh, my positive was internet culture. Yeah, being being in on absolute culture. Yeah. Um, I, I would add one more, which is not personal, which was never, or maybe it is personally relevant. Um, you talked about this earlier, I think, before we got on mic. Is some people view social media as a literal medium for self-expression. Yes. Um, and they will have color palettes, and yes. everything is designed, and mm-hmm. whatever, and like maybe they're posting. Whatever, you know what I mean? Um, and that's like, that's their way to express themselves, which yes. I think is probably good and cathartic for those people. Mm-hmm. And even even when I think about myself, like, I've always thought, it, this is a total sidebar, but yeah. I always thought it'd be a really interesting art project to make a social media, like, as the medium for the, the art itself. For the art itself. Like, yeah. That, like, that's what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. No, I think uh, <laughs> the people who who have color paletted Instagrams are just incredible. As someone who is not yeah. even close to that, yeah. I think that's super cool. Uh, and then, obviously, is the business opportunity of being an influencer, uh, right? Where yeah. you, you know, there are people who would be working in a it's forty grand a year, fifty grand a year job, yeah. who are now making hundreds of um, thousands of dollars that's for true. being an influencer, yeah. right? That's true. I feel like these last couple things aren't relevant for people like you and I. Yeah. I don't think we will ever be influencers. Mm-hmm. I don't, we're not going to make color palettes for our Instagram. Yes. You know what I mean? But yeah, for other people, there's certainly that makes sense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
I, yeah, I'd say mostly it's self-expression in communities. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else, but... Those, those are good ones, like yeah. communities, um, self-expression, internet culture, lowering the barrier to, to, you know, emotional engagement or, like, communication or whatever. Yes. For random people. Yeah. I think that's good. Absolutely. I'd say maybe to transition to yeah. some of these negatives, you know, <laughs> it could be... That is... If I were to think about the time I'd spend on social media... All of those could be maybe five to ten percent. Yep. Ninety percent is overindulgence in looking at Lambos. Yeah. <laughs> in those mediums. Yeah. And for every like, oh, you know, this good friend I had got engaged, and that like makes my soul happy. Yeah. There's, oh man, someone's political rant. Yeah. Someone's, you know, someone ate lunch today, and I'm really glad they're getting three squares and yeah. three square meals. But yeah. Does this really maternally yeah. affect my happiness? Yeah. And the answer is no. You yeah. know, the answer is like, I sh- this does not improve me or make me better. So, so are you trying to describe like a waste, like a waste of time? Yes. Okay. It's a hundred percent. So I'll even give a good example of, okay. I say you a text on Wednesday, I want to say, where it was my daily time tracking. Ah, screen time. Eight hours. Yeah. That's the most I've ever had before. That's a lot. I it was a problem. That's a full time job. That's a full day. <laughs> <laughs> clock in, clock out. Absolutely. Man. And part of it was I had a six AM meeting okay. that I did not have to wake up for and participate in. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, two hours of phone time before eight AM. Yeah. And you know, you're like, okay, that's there. Yeah. But it was very much like an eye opening of overindulgence into these various content streams. Yeah. And it was, you know, don't get me wrong, I, my, I'd call it like a mild enjoyment. Yeah. But it was not the full frontal enjoyment that I would hope to live my life with. Yeah. Does that make sense? Maybe, I totally agree with that. Maybe on my happiness scale, it was a three. Yeah. Or, or say five, you know, yeah. zero being unhappy and five is neutral. Yeah. Maybe it was a six, and six but I want to be at the ten. Yeah. And yeah. this was not driving me closer to that. I feel like you get to the 10, everyone's different, right? But you mm-hmm. probably get closest to the 10 where you have some, like, belly of depth related to your fulfillment. Yes. Versus, look, I like looking at fast cars, but, like, if I look at pictures of Lamborghinis all day, that's not going to get me to a 10. Yes. You know what I mean? I need a more, like, fulsome, mm-hmm. you know, type of fulfillment. I actually have a story, uh, a story about this. Please tell me find you, you drove a Lambo. Sorry, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So I when I I was in college and I studied abroad, and they had a psychology of happiness Spain? class. Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. <laughs> and the professor was a really interesting guy, and he's like, "I want everyone to do." We were going zip lining that weekend or something. Okay. And he's like, I want everyone to write down your happiness at these specific times. Hmm. Right? So we gave you, and this is a study, and people have done this, but it was maybe 20 times over the weekend. When it was random, you know, 7.15 a.m., you know, 8.42, whatever. And you do, you know, you go through, right? And it's the bus ride, and you're like, okay, maybe I'm a four, mm-hmm. right? And the, I'm eating lunch, and oh, it's, you know, pretty good, so I'm a, you know, eight. And he was made the point where we were all at our happiest when we were experiencing things, mm. not in the transit to the experience, yeah. not you know at home on social media. We were all at our ten, like ziplining, yeah. not looking at pictures about ziplining. Yeah. 
Which makes complete sense. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's like totally matches intuition. Absolutely. And so I think there's this trap of content where it's like, oh, you know. And they make it so scrollable, right? Like, they literally have data scientists looking to make social media addicting. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I got my 10 minutes yeah. of usefulness and fun out of it. Yeah. But I got another hour, you know. There's this meta trap, too, that's associated with this. Yeah. Um, which I've been so, like, paranoid of being caught in this meta trap, and I've seen people caught in it. Uh, and the trap that I'm talking about is people understand that you're you're happiest when you're doing something, mm-hmm. and they really want to capture and share that moment, mm-hmm. and they, they build real-life experiences around capturing and sharing and posting that experience. Yes. So it's, it, it becomes no longer about... Like going zip lining, mm-hmm. it becomes Crap. I got the crazy GoPro video on yes. zip lining that I posted. It's like I I feel like that kind of takes away from absolutely uh, from the actual experience. So the, the perfect example for this, which every time I go to a concert, I, I watch this play out. It's like <laughs> it's like you're there and it's like Beyonce and you can see Beyonce or you can watch Beyonce through your phone screen yes. because you want to post it. And everyone, the sea of hands shoot up with their yeah. phone. Yeah, and I don't know if these people <laughs> just love watching old, you know, old concerts on their phone. No one ever does that. <laughs> I'm convinced <laughs> no one ever does it. Yeah, but they're like, well, I got to get my sixty seconds of Beyonce. Yeah, and you're like, it is the I love that example because it grinds my gears to no end. Sid, and it's like, yes, take one picture. Yeah, right. Of course, I'll give everyone the picture. Yeah, but. Take a short video. Take, yeah, hey. you're recording the whole thing. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like the people behind you can't see, yeah. and it looks, you know. Yeah. So I I love that example because instead of you're literally missing Beyonce in front of your face because you're trying to make sure your iPhone whatever has is a better view of Beyonce than you do. Yeah, which is ridiculous. boggles the mind. Yeah, um, I feel like that was a little bit of a side note. Where were we? So Where were we before? I think we were positives and the negatives. Ah, okay. And I think, yeah, the negative, kind of the meta-negative is an o- you know an over-reliance on those positives, right? Yeah. And you say, okay, I've sucked up kind of the 80-20 rule of, okay, I got you know 80% of the value in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. but let me see what else it'll give me, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think about TikTok in particular where, you know, you swipe up to see a new video, yeah. but it'll never end. It'll never. keep showing you videos until the heat death of the universe. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those videos are entertaining, too. Oh, they're delight. you know. Yeah. And that's what to get you. They're delightful. Yeah. But they're too delightful, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that ties into the, the negative that I was talking about earlier. I don't need to, like, rehash it, but because of that, because it's so easy to keep going on TikTok, mm-hmm. because it's, like, so easy to sit down on your balcony and, like, scroll Instagram, like, and you'll never stop. Yeah. You you lose the empty space that you had in your life before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's hard for people to imagine sometimes, like, a world before Instagram yeah. and iPhones and whatever, where you just sat down in the bathroom and didn't do anything. Yeah. You did nothing. <laughs> you know? And it's so funny you say that because I deleted, <laughs> so I deleted social media over Christmas break. Basically, yeah. December, I was like, let me see what happens. Yeah. I average about four to five hours on my screen time thing on my iPhone yeah. a day. And that fell to about two. Yeah. And I asked 
Twitter's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. Instagram's like 2A, mm-hmm. and TikTok is 2B, probably. Yeah, yeah. And I got to go to the three, and it was about two to three hours gone. And there was some slippage where it was like mostly okay, but to your point, I was on the can. Yeah. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like on yeah. Reddit, or I'm on LinkedIn, yeah. and I'm like, what's the point of this? Yeah, I think you just shouldn't do anything. Yeah, I should. That's just, the that's the that's the point. Be alone with my thoughts. Yeah, and and maybe that's a I'm I'm saying meta negative too yeah. much now, but just use it one more time. Maybe that's another like meta negative is not only the loss of actual space, mm-hmm. but the loss of the idea that you can be okay doing nothing. Yes, because now we're always like lusting or hungry for the next like oh, I should do this or I should do that or like, let me grab my phone mm-hmm. or for like the you know paranoid developmental types like you and me it's like oh I can use this time to like listen or learn something yes. whatever it's like look I love listening and I love learning but I probably shouldn't do that every waking moment of my life yes right so you're like not every moment has to be a value add yeah and I think I've been struggling to come to terms with that yeah but it's so true in that like with hustle culture being as you know Pro, uh, prevalent as it is mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll talk about other kind of hobbies and working with your hands uh, a little bit later but not everything has to turn into you know retire just a little bit early yeah exactly there's the joke about um, you know he's the, fi- the uh, businessman visits the fisherman the businessman's like hey you know you got these great fish how long does it take you and the fisherman's like, well, you know, it takes me about a couple hours, and then I go play the guitar, drink beer, and play with my kids. Yeah. And the fisherman's like, well, what if you fished a little bit longer, hired a team of fishing boats, you know, then you IPO into a fishing company, 10 years go by, you retire, and you'll be good to go. You'll be financially successful. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, what am I going to do when I'm financially successful? Yeah. The businessman's like, well, you're going to sit you know, play, beer, play, <laughs> play with your guitar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. So part of it is missing the forest for the trees of like, yeah. Wanting to set yourself up for success. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. forget to take your success now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this, I would go further, like finding, I mean, maybe it's the same thing, but different words, like finding mm-hmm. what you have now and like being okay with that and being happy with it and viewing that as successful. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can get so caught up in this idea of a future version of the future um, that you want to that you want to achieve that like you're you're not living your life now, so you're happy. Absolutely. I don't know if we have much to say about this, but the last thing I had on on my notes is kids. Yes. Um, look, neither of us have kids, so maybe we're yes. talking out of turn. But I think there's like the question that I struggle with is whenever I do have kids, Mm -hmm. I know whenever they are probably like, I don't know the point we have kids, whenever they're probably six or seven years old, they're going to be like, hey, I want to make an Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, whoa, you're seven. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) You know, like you have another probably 13 years, I don't know, like to make up some crazy number. But how are you, how are you going to reconcile with that? And so I think it's two things that are, I find interesting and I'll even take it one step before you. Yeah. Is... You know, you have the kid, and you're stoked about the kid, and you take a thousand pictures oh, yeah. of the kid, right? As every parent wants to do, yeah. do you post those pictures of your kid on Instagram? Yeah. That's, that's a little weird for me, and so, I don't know why. Yeah, like, I, this is going to be a touchy subject for people, because yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't want to. And I know it's easy for me to say because I don't have kids yet. Yeah. I know once I do, I'm probably going to be super excited yeah. <laughs> to post every picture and document every everything in their life. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's not your life which makes it weird. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. Too. Yeah. It's not your life. And, you know, I don't want them to wake up, you know, <laughs> you know, like you said, 13, 14. Yeah. And say, wow, you've been sharing my pictures forever. for forever. Yeah. You know, it's to these weird. people I've never met. This is weird. Yeah. That's really strange. Like, imagine if, if you... If you went home one day, yeah. and your and your mom just opened up like a book, and you're like, "Oh, I've shared all these pictures of you. I took every day of your life yeah. forever with everyone." It's like the scrap, you know. The it's the joke about the scrapbook. You don't want the girlfriend to see yeah. you and your mom sharing yeah. baby pictures. Yeah. It's like no, I've been sharing these these scrapbooks to 500 of my closest friends. Yeah, and you'd lose your mind, right? You absolutely would. I I, I didn't think about it that way. Um, I was always thinking, kind of more from the parents' perspective. Yeah. Um, and, and so I say for years is also interesting yeah. of, you know, when do you let them go digital? Yeah. And it's so tough because I, I think about video games, right? Yeah. And for, you know, being a boy, video games is a sense of community. Yeah. You know, and like you're at the lunch table and you're talking about your latest Fortnite kid. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. And your Fortnite experiences and your Pokemon experiences. And I. And if you're a seventh grader and you don't have that, yeah. then like <laughs> that's it might inhibit some of your connections. You're a pariah, you know, you're very, kind of a social pariah yeah, on these factors. Exactly. Um, you know, you talked about the benefit or kind yeah. of the, the benefit of social media is understanding this culture. Yeah. And so, one thing that I am thinking about with yours and like giving that child and Instagram is like what if all of the connection is happening on Instagram mm-hmm. well, and what if to my other point the calibration or like the waiting between documentation and yeah. an experience and where you derive your utility mm-hmm. is totally fucked up or sorry yeah. totally out of whack yeah for you know and I think fairly so right but yeah. you know are you do you want to say it it's tough because you want your kid to be social and be yeah. a fan. But if everyone else has got, you know, the social media, do you say to your kid, like, sorry? Yeah, it, you, it's know? T- you kind of have to, you have to be responsive to, to the crowd and the yeah. masses in a certain, to a certain extent, right? But mm-hmm. you don't want to just, like, fully kind of let them go. Yeah. That's going to be really tricky. It's going to be so interesting just to watch... You know, God help you know uh, these poor parents during the pandemic, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like being a parent now, but it's just been interesting. Like, so I got social media when I was in like high school. Same. And I can't imagine having social. You know, it having was different back then anyway. Like, it, yeah, it, it was very different. Yes, but like having an Instagram in middle school, you can't even imagine, right? No. And like all be, of that is brutal. lost. That would yeah. be absolutely brutal. It'd be brutal. And like that all is now lost to yearbook photos. And I think all of us would argue for the good of humanity, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean... Or like I, how many videos of, you know, and maybe a little intoxication during parties oh, in college yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's and never like, documented forever. Yeah. And like imagine if that was now the post and you're like, you know, the joke of being 50 and running for office, right? Yeah. I I get comfortable with that idea, like knowing that in 40 years when everyone who grew up, you know, is going to have a documented whatever, like 
everyone's going to be in the same place. You can yeah. post a video, I'll post another video of you, mm-hmm. like whatever. There's going to yeah. be so much material. Your yeah. whole life, your whole life's going to be documented. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping, at least in the political realm, that this might come out the wrong way, but it, it, we're going to be kind of either desensitized or disinterested yes. in seeing videos of XYZ senator get mm-hmm. drunk when he was a freshman in college. Like, and like also, yeah, more power to you, right? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing that inhibits your ability to govern now. Yeah. Due to the fact that you did this thing 30 years ago. Yeah. To me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what matters... Within is, reason. There's some... <laughs> yeah. You know, like, within reason. What matters is that you show me you've changed, yeah. right? And as long as you've got that 10-year history of being a solid person now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty okay. You know, again, barring, you, you, you know, you killed a guy, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's probably Ooh. a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Not to take it 90 degrees. Right? Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, that's going to be tricky, though, with kids. Yeah. I think maybe you know we've got, we've meandered through a lot of this, yeah. but I think it'd be interesting to talk about. I want to talk about the split, like you talked about, how to pull out maybe some of the good from the bad. Yep. And I think that'd be interesting. And then I want to think about how to help. Basically, what are what are some fixes? Does yeah. that make sense? So if you are, and hopefully you know you've been listening to this and you've been raving about how great this podcast is to all of your friends and family. And you've been writing five-star reviews on iTunes, and you've been loving every second of our conversation. But <laughs> you've been listening to this, and you say to yourself, ah, you know, I do probably do Facebook too much. Or the, yeah. like, this thought dawns on you where you're like, I do too much social media. Yeah. And so how, what are some maybe fixes to maybe edge that away? Yeah. Do you want my perspective, or do you have I, ideas? I, I've got some ideas, okay. but I'd love to hear your okay, perspective. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think, got yeah, I, I, I got it. I, I think my perspective on this probably will put a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be good. You, you come in too hot. I'm going to come in I'll, too hot. I'll be like the good guy. Yeah. You, I come you, in, you like, be stop. good cop. I'll be bad cop. Yeah. Bad cop says like, if you think you might be struggling with that, or if you at least want to take a step back and like. You know, meditate on it a little bit mm-hmm. and, and understand kind of your behavior and how you've been interacting with social media a little bit more. Delete everything. Nuke it from orbit. Literally everything. Delete it. Because then you will go through this period of understanding how much it's been in every single part of your life. Yes. How, like, in good ways maybe, but really in bad ways and how insidious it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say maybe delete it for a week. You know, yeah, like, I, I would um, say longer. I'd go a month. Um, because I think there, there's like a period where you yes. go through like wanting and like you're craving and you want it back. And then you're like, oh, I, life still exists without this. And mm-hmm. then you like kind of come into your own. Yes. And then I would say pick your head up at the end of the month after you've deleted everything and kind of reevaluate. And, and, and the one like very important asterisk I would put on this is, it, and this is what's really going to turn people off, is don't deactivate things. Because I know like Facebook and Snap yeah. and whatever – um, tell you like oh deactivate and you can come back because they yeah. know there's people like me who exist and they're like ah we, we just want you back as, mm-hmm. as you know active users when you get over your phase yeah um, I say delete everything because then you really cut the cord then you yeah. like really understand how attached you've been to these things mm-hmm. and, and even in the process of deleting you're probably going to be like oh I feel like it took me seven years to get to a thousand followers or yeah. whatever and you, you should reconcile with that feeling yeah. Um, and you, huh. I think people only do that when they like cold turkey 
actually delete everything. That's super interesting. And then, last thing I'll say is, like, you can come back in a month if you want to come back and understand what parts are good, what parts are bad, and build a social media presence around that. Yeah. Huh. I've never thought... So, I've I've never thought about the full... Going the full Monty. I think full Monty is, is the key piece of importance. That's really interesting. So, I... Basically, when I did, a, you know, I had these feelings, right? And I was like, I'm using social media too much. What did I do is that I deleted all of the apps off my phone. Mm. And, that, and this is not the accounts, the apps. And for me, that was enough of a barrier for two ways, right? If I go to the bathroom and I pull out my phone and I swipe to the square where Twitter has always been and, you know, the calculator pops up, I'm like, because it is a reaction. Yeah. Right? It is. It is. And you said some words there, but it very much is an addiction, you know, and I think you have to, maybe you got to go cold turkey, right? It's like, what would you say to someone who's trying to quit smoking? And it's like, don't smoke, you know, get rid of every cigarette in your house. Yeah, and you wouldn't say, oh, put the pack of cigarettes, like, above the fridge. Just do one a day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, no, get rid of every cigarette and nicotine item in your house. Yes. So you can actually understand, like, what, you know what I mean? Yeah, and struggle with that. But deleting the apps was good enough for me in that it gave me a pause for two ways in that I swipe it up and I'm like, oh, I've got to, you know, do I want to re-download the app right now, yes or no? And then two, do I want to log in? Mm. And by putting up those two speed bumps, mm-hmm. it gave me enough space to think and say, you know what, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I am going to... <laughs> sit on the can in peace yeah. and be okay with where I'm at right now. I think for some people, though, and I don't want to hammer my bad cop point in too yeah. hard, but for some people, I think there's still some satisfaction that they get knowing that their online presence is still there, yes. even though they've deleted the app and logged out or whatever. Yeah. But if they know, like, oh, my page is still there, people can still see me, or I just know it's retrievable and it'll be yeah. back, I think people feel kind of soothed over <laughs> But I think, like, to, to reckon with it, I think you've got to just, like, cut out the core. Yeah. And I think one thing that's interesting about that, too, is, that, like, I don't have any value from that. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to, I think, struggle with that and say, like, what is your, what is the part of it that's re- very important to you? Exactly. And, like, for me, I would, I'm almost pure content consumption at this point. And so it was important for me to stop that or put roadblocks in front of that to say, you know, should I be watching 45 minutes of YouTube right now? Yeah. And the answer is pretty much always no, right? Or should I be surfing on Twitter for 45 minutes? And the answer is no. Yeah. But if you are someone who gets a lot of thrill out of the posting and the audience you've accumulated, I completely agree with you in that. Really kind of grapple with that and say, you know, are you trying to be an influencer full time? Like, what is the point of you posting your coffee order every day? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you'll, you'll, I mean, biased perspective, but I think you'll emerge in a better place because you can identify what's really important. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if you decide you want to go back to social media, then you can build a social media around those important things. You mm-hmm. know, Frankly, that, that was something that I tried to do. Like I, I deleted my Instagram for the first time, uh, like outright deleted, I don't know, like how many years ago, call it six years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. I, I don't know at this point. Um, and then more recently I, I made a brand new one, whatever. And I had this in the back of my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to just like follow things that I'm interested in and mm-hmm. like only interact with content that I'm interested in. But you will see how quickly you get sucked down exactly. the rabbit hole 
of the exact things I wanted mm-hmm. to avoid. Um, you find yourself with a Daily Mail subscription. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't care that XYZ got a boob job, but I guess I'm reading about it again. You know? <laughs> like, I, I just, you know. Time's a flat circle. Yeah. I think there's value in examining, like, what are the good parts, right? If you are someone who has a community on Facebook, yeah. and you're like, you know, I've taken the month. I really need that community. You know, that community means a lot to me and I enjoy it. Then sign up for the Facebook. Exactly. Um, you know, if you're like, hey, it turns out I use Instagram to talk to this subset of my pals. Yeah. Um, I'd say go for it, right? Yeah. But really challenge the assumption of like, I don't need to go full throttle. I can follow the seven accounts or the yeah. ten accounts. I think this, exa- this is, it ties exactly to what we were saying earlier about just being intentional don't do things like completely mindlessly. Mm-hmm. If you decide that that running group is important, join the running group. Yeah. Talk to your high school friends if that's what you decided, but just don't do everything mindlessly. Exactly. You'll end up in mm-hmm. an abyss. Yeah. And then I think for kind of more tag, you know, that was very much a um, strategic yeah. thing to help, right? A very much a loop or, you know, if to get out of the negative feedback loop of social media. Yeah. That's kind of the ejector seat pull. Yep. And that is a, a very good tactic, a good strategic solution. Other tactical things that helped me when I did it, um, find hobbies. Mm. And very much, I think, find... <laughs> I'd like to examine what do I... What are my problem points? Yeah. And if it is... I'm sorry to keep coming back to this, but if it is... Oh, well, I'll say if it is a meeting, right? They're trying to get out of using the bathroom is the third example so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it is like... Hey, I'm in this meeting that I don't belong to, but I'm working remote so I can use social media for it or during it. Yeah. Then say to yourself, well, can you get a book? Yeah. You know, and that is if you want to read more, right? Yeah. yeah. But what can you have also on it or do a stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. Or something that says, hey, if this comes up and I know this is a problem area, then I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. And really think about it and plan those out so you're not coming into it. In cold, tur- yeah. cold turkey. And you just like find yourself in those moments like kind of lost. And then the easy thing to revert to is your old behavior. Yes. And I would great. recommend, you know, we, again, we were talking before, but any other physical, you know, because mm. presumably if you do this right, you're going to have some hours of downtime during the day. And I would say pick something that you want to do. You know, yeah. very much uh, walking is a great one if you're looking to work out. Yeah. Um, working out kind of sucks, so maybe <laughs> you're like, oh, let me, I'm doing this hard thing, now let me yeah. just make it harder by doing another hard thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I'd say, like, walking with a podcast is pretty enjoyable. I'd say even, hey, watch a TV show, yeah. you know? Don't immediately move everything to Netflix. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I'm spending four hours a day on social media, and let me watch an hour of Netflix, yeah. and that is a net benefit, right? Yeah, I would say... I'm probably going to be more bad cop here yeah. than you, but I would say don't fill the space. I would say just have the space. Yeah. Uh, like just, that's another like, you know, reconciling that you have to do with yourself. Like at least from my perspective, yeah. why fill the space if you don't need to just yeah. enjoy the space in your life mm-hmm. and that'll let you focus on things that you need to focus on more clearly when that time comes. Yeah. Or if you, if you do want to fill space, not saying like you just, sit quietly in your room forever and do nothing. Yeah. But to your point of being active, totally agree. Um, I think what's been helpful for me is like 
trying to find or do things in my free time where I'm building something. I'm yes. like creating something because just like people feel like they've created a social media internet presence, mm-hmm. if I can feel like I'm doing something and creating something in real life, like maybe it's a scrapbook, maybe it's I'm cooking, maybe I'm building a whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, especially if you're doing that with other people, it'll help you feel accountable and help you feel like you can pick your head up in 10 weeks and like you have something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, that you built. Very meditative. I think working with your hands is something that, you know, going back to the metaphor of rewarding myself for my good job at the medium screen by watching the tiny screen. Yep. And it's, I, I think there's a loss of working with your hands. Yeah. And watching something truly get created. Yeah. You know, if you are a analyst and you're like, well, I've made this super cool Excel model. Yeah. You lose that tactile. Totally sense of looking at that desk and saying, hey, I built that, right? I can touch it and I built that. And so having a hobby that rewards you in that way, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, um, I think is super worthwhile. Yeah, and in a way that's, uh, we talked about this earlier, in a way that's rest. Like that yes. activity in itself is resting the part of your Excel modeling brain or mm-hmm. social anxiety brain or whatever it is if you're just focused on building a birdhouse. Yeah. You've really inspired me to kind of find the... I think about the resting times and finding the space in that I don't know if I have that to any to a large degree, and so I think that's going to be something. Well, I'll report back in a week or two weeks. Yeah. But I'll definitely want to ask some of these and say to myself, "How has giving myself room to breathe? Yeah. Helped. Yeah. Or if I filled it all by reading, you know, which again, it's fine. It's worth noting as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to find. I'm probably, the pendulum has probably swung too far for me where I'm just like, I'm off everything mm-hmm. at this point and like, I'm going to be that way. I and think, I think I, that's super healthy, right? I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing. Maybe. Like, I, I think I could probably look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh yeah, this is probably the healthy thing. But I think about it like, it, it's almost like a reaction, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm like, I can't engage with these things, which are probably helpful tools for the reasons you identified. Yeah. Um, in a way that I feel like is con- like productive and works with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should just try to be thinking about what's the way that I can engage with these things, mm-hmm. avoid the bad, but participate in the good um, in a more healthy way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's certainly tips like, like if emails, I heard if emails a problem, find something that immediately launches into the create mail screen, mm. create email screen as opposed to the inbox. Ah, that's interesting. And so, how can you, if the explore page is your weakness, what it, or the feed, right? Is there a way for you to immediately go to step B, which is, mm. let me land in direct messages yeah. if communication is something that I find valuable? That's interesting. I think that's a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good app idea. You like yeah. build, a, build something that like overlays all these apps and it's like, I want to open Instagram into X. Yes. You know? And go specifically into this one area. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, last thing to round this out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're going to be able to hit this, but yak shaving. <laughs> How would you... Is there a yak shaving application here? The one... Because I think social media is all yak shaving to a degree. Mm. How so? Depending on... So, like, I follow... <laughs> a good example, we were talking about our mutual love of Matt Levine. Yep. 
And for those who don't know, he's a Bloomberg finance writer, but he explains it in a really accessible and funny way. Yeah. And as we talk, uh, the GameStop stuff has been top of mind and it's been really great to kind of go through. You own any GameStop? No. Okay. No. (laughs) To fight the man. (laughs) But it's been interesting having that resource. Yeah. But I think it's been interesting. Like, I I, I took a step back with him pretty early on and was like, I don't need that much high finance mm. for my day to day. Yeah. So I'm about one in every three to four letters. Yeah. Just because you know it's three four thousand words. Yeah. And it, it takes a little reading sometimes. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I think, depending on how you set this up, there's a value of hey, yes, I follow this VC guy, but you know I find VC interesting. Secondarily, but it is not directly applicable to moving my life forward. Yeah. Right. I will. God, <laughs> fingers crossed. I've never been. I will never be a VC. And so, why? What value is that truly adding to that degree? Yeah. That makes sense. That was yeah. good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I got nothing. So we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> I think it's just going to keep your perspective. Yeah. But no, I think that would. That is. The key is going deeper and saying like, is this productive? Or is this, you know, vaguely moving me in a, you know, is is it not pure relaxation? Because part of the understanding could be too that, hey, if I'm, you know, rather than read this high finance, let me go really relax. And I think we talked about the kind of in the habits episode, you know, that true intention. Mm -hmm. And let's, maybe this is a lesson we just stumbled across, but let's be intentional with our relaxation and our social media use and say, exactly. hey, I'm following this, but am I following this because he's been on my feed forever or yeah. we were in high school together? And is it time to really go through a follow or purge and ask that? I think that's that's the most important thing. That's, yeah. that's the point. 